0: darkness light in the darkness the scripture says in Psalm 119 verse 130 at the opening of the Word of God it gives light it gives understanding to the simple light in the darkness is what we want to do is take the Word of God and shine into the dark places in your life and help you to see things from a different perspective so that you can see your way out and you can walk in the fullness of the calling of which God has purposed and destined for your life my name is Scott
1: and my name is Jennifer. And thank you for tuning in to our podcast. And today we have a topic for you that we're going to be talking about stress and managing stress in a, in a crisis. So our first step in, um, in going through a crisis yeah. is that you have to first recognize and admit that there is a problem. Yeah. So we have to look at the situation as to What is that crisis? Some people may experience crisis for themselves personally and it it affect them in a way, Mm -hmm. but another person may experience a crisis, the same situation, Mm -hmm. and it may affect them differently. Sure. Okay, so let's just talk about that.
0: Well, I mean, it affects people differently because as you know and I know, we all have triggers. And triggers are things that happen in the present that causes us to be reminded of something in our past. Right. And so, as you said, you know, two different people can go through a crisis and it can affect each person differently. And that's going to be based upon what that person has gone through in their life. If you've never been in a crisis, then of course you don't have any references for handling a crisis. But once you've gone through a crisis and worked through it, then the next time you're going through a crisis, depending on the, the level of the stress or the pain, it makes it easy for you to deal with. Not necessarily mean that you won't still have the crisis, but Uh you have some experience that you can use as a basis for going through that. Because a crisis is an extreme event. It's not just something normal. It's normally unexpected and normally unaware, or even if you know it's coming, it's something that you're really not prepared for and it can throw us into what we call a tailspin.
1: Right absolutely a tailspin, and and when you go into a tailspin you got to at least you know recognize and stop Mm -hmm. and say hey i'm going through a situation right now and it's affecting me in a way that i need to um, reevaluate what's Mm -hmm. actually going on Mm -hmm. so when that crisis happens say you know you have a loss a loved one you may have a spouse or someone that has died in a way unexpectedly, mm-hmm. not, you know, the, the you know, that you expected because sometimes when we know that a loved one or someone is dying, they may have health issues or something like that. But if someone dies like in a car accident mm-hmm. and um, that crisis can consume you because of what has just happened, and it happened unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you have to um, make sure, number one, that you're recognizing, okay, this, this has done something to me. It has emotionally affected me. And seek out some help yeah. in getting yeah. some you know, relief from that.
0: Yeah, when I think of crisis, one of the things that come to mind was, you know, several years earlier here in mm-hmm. Houston, which of course is where we are, we went through. The city went through a major crisis with uh, Hurricane Harvey. When Hurricane Harvey came along, okay. a lot of people lost their homes and their cars, and they were just—they were out in the street with nowhere to go. In and a lot of them—they were living in shelters and the places that people had made for them so that right. they could get food and clothing. A lot of them were disconnected from their family, and the children were thrown mm-hmm. in disarray. And it was kind of a crisis. It was a citywide, statewide crisis. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people went through crisis, and they experienced depression. And Sadness and fear. Some of them you experience, you know, anger and frustration. So a crisis, as you said earlier, can affect us in different ways. What are some examples of crises that you have experienced in your counseling and in your, uh, okay. in your ministry in the time that you've been uh, working with crisis management?
1: Okay. So some of the crises I experienced with working with people is that they there were a lot of um, divorces. You know, okay. divorce is considered a loss and a crisis when you are used to being with someone and then mm-hmm. now you have to transition yeah. into being by yourself. Um, you have crisis to where people are, they can't um, accept the fact that they have been alone mm-hmm. for a, a, such a long period of time and they're seeking to have a relationship or they sought out to have a relationship mm-hmm and it was detrimental to them. Mm -hmm. It was either abusive, uh, it was um, uh, just no good for their health, and it caused them to uh, feel the loneliness to an extreme, Mm -hmm. to the point to where they become tired, they go into depression, they go into the the thing of of downing themselves and saying things that I'm not good enough, Mm -hmm. um, what is wrong with me, um, why is God even you know to the point that they are saying why is God doing this to me mm-hmm. why is he allowing him uh, this here situation to to happen to me mm-hmm. and you know not thinking on you know that God don't do anything bad to us right yeah, he right. don't give us anything bad he he's he's a giver mm-hmm. of all things that are good now you know in in all in, in different other crises that people uh, may experience <clears throat> that they experience um, job losses as well. Okay. Um, that is a crisis too, because you know, going through the pandemic, a lot of people were affected by the pandemic, and they lost their jobs, sure unexpected, yeah. and that is a crisis as well. well and don't know where their ends meet, are gonna, you know, whether or not they can provide for their household, their family, and their mm-hmm. children and stuff like that. Yeah. So that can be uh, a crisis. You know, some of the crises that I've seen, okay. um, and school, you know, mm-hmm. transitioning into new college, or going back to school, those can be crisis too okay. because of the unexpected, the unknown of what you know, to expect when they're going through um, this transition. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that I have seen. Um, and, and of course there are several more. Sure. So.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the things that, that can help our audience is, is that you said at the onset is recognizing when you are in a crisis. A lot of times we don't realize we're in a crisis. We just, we feel overwhelmed. We feel like things are not going our way. Mm -hmm. You can feel helpless or you can feel powerless. You can have all these different kind of feelings. And you may not necessarily call it a crisis, but when your emotions are running high and there is extreme worry or fear or frustrations Mm -hmm. or heavy demands being made up on you, any and all of those are indications that you're in a crisis. And in order to deal with a crisis, you first of all have to identify again that you are in a crisis. But once you realize you are in a crisis, then you have to really get an understanding of what the crisis is for. We all go through crisis. Sometimes crisis can be life-changing and you can come out of it totally different. Sometimes a crisis, you can come out of it and you can end up back in the same place You know, somebody can lose their home through a fire Mm -hmm. or through devastation Mm -hmm. and it can be restored back and they can come into that place. Or you can come out of a crisis worse. Our goal is for you to come out of it not worse, either come out of it and be back in the place that you were in Mm -hmm. or come out better. So, in order to come out of a crisis and be as good as you were before you went into it, or to come out of a crisis and become better, Mm -hmm. then the thing you want to do in a crisis, Jennifer, is to learn. From what it is that you're going through. You say, I know I'm in a crisis, Mm -hmm. but what can I learn in this crisis that I can use as a basis so that when I come out, I'm better off? Because most often people go through painful experiences in their lives or crisis and they can't see any good in it. Right, exactly. But the Bible tells us God will turn it for our good. But in order for Him again to turn it for our good, we have to look for the good in the midst of the bad.
1: Right.
0: Learn from the good and apply that, then look at the bad things that happened and say, Okay, why did this happen? And not allow it to devastate us so much that we fear going back into life. Because if we fear of going back into life and have this heavy anxiety, heavy fear and anger and frustration, even being mad with God or beating ourselves mm-hmm. up because then that's gonna that's gonna cause us to come out of the crisis and we'll end up worse than what we were before we went into
1: it. Exactly. And I like what you said when you said that when we're going through the crisis, we have to not only just look at, you know, look at the negative. You're looking at what happened, yes. You're looking at the bad thing that happened, but you want to also pull out the good that's in it, right? Mm -hmm. What is this this is telling me? Mm -hmm. What do I need to step back and re you know, relook at this whole situation. What is it? it this situation is telling me. Mm-hmm. What do I need to change? Right. I need to. There's something that I need to change. Now, uh, you know, unfortunately, when people have accidents, car accident, you know, that is different type of crisis, mm-hmm. right? But I'm talking the, the crisis that I'm referring to in that aspect is that if something happens, say the the loss of a job, what do I need? At that, time. at that time, what do I need? I need to look at, hey, I, g- I gained some experience from the position that I was in and now I lost my job. What can I build upon um, that I've learned in the pos- this position that's gonna cause me to go forward and want to see, um, apply for another job mm-hmm. that h- exemplifies my skills. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at the good in it instead of saying, oh, yes, Yes, I lost my job. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of saying, I lost my job, what am I gonna do, I, I can't do anything else. No, mm-hmm. get out of that thought process mm-hmm. and start thinking about, okay, what can I do to move forward? Yeah. I have something, I've obtained something, I have obtained some great knowledge, skills, and ability from this position, so let me look and search out something that's gonna help me mm-hmm. Um, you know by applying for something new we have to you know change that thought process um, and get into a better process of Mm -hmm. thinking Mm -hmm. positive so that the negative emotions and all that won't take over and allow us and cause us actually to be in a state of destitute Mm -hmm. a state of despair in a state of hopelessness, you know, all of these things can overwhelm you and overtake you. And you can sit in those things for a long period of time, not knowing Mm -hmm. that you are in that state of depression. You have gone into depression. You have gone into an area of your life that you cannot seem to pull yourself out of. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: Yeah, you know, as you were talking, you know, Triggered in me a memory of a crisis that I went into, went through several years back. Okay. You know I was moving along. You know I was married, two kids, home, car. You know just mm-hmm. living what we would call the American dream. Okay. And all of a sudden, I was just out of nowhere. I was laid off. Mm. I was laid off my job, and I went in a crisis because my first thought was, okay, I'm the primary breadwinner for the household, having a wife and family. You know, responsibilities financial. And my thought was, okay, you know, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? You know, I don't have a job now. I'm thrown into a crisis, and in my mind, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to get through this pretty quick. So, you know, since i you know, I'm already a degree person, I can get it. But it was eighteen months. It was eighteen months of mm-hmm. unemployment, and during that point in time, that was a lot of stress and pressure and fears and frustrations and anxieties, things that were happening, and I had to really identify why I was going through it. Now during the time I was going through it, you know, I felt hopeless. I felt powerless. I filled out over three hundred resumes and couldn't find a job. And so I was in unemployment in Houston in an oil and gas accounting era where I was in oil and gas accounting and could not find a job. But I had I realized in going through that the thing that I needed most was to draw near to God. And so I began to Study and to read the Bible, it gave me an opportunity to do something I never would have done <laughs> if I had not gone through the crisis. And I know today that if I had not gone through that crisis back then, I would not be where I am today. I would not be a doctor. I would not be have my own business. I would not be ministering to people or counseling people that are dealing with crisis. But I went through that and I learned from it. And as I learned from it, I was I'm now able to help other people as they are dealing with crisis. So. Yes, we could go through crisis, but it doesn't mean it has to destroy us or to devastate us. When God allows us to go through something, he wants us to become more dependent on him and less dependent on ourselves. And when we do that and we make that happen, God then will turn that thing for our good. And so if you're in a crisis right now, whether it's mild or whether it's strong, if you're in a crisis right now, don't despair. Don't give up. You know, you can talk to somebody, you can get counseling or whatever, they have Christless counselors that you can get in contact with. There are things you can do. But more than anything, James says in James chapter one, of, uh, James chapter one he says, count it all joy my brothers when you fall into various trials, mm-hmm. knowing that the testing of your faith <laughs> produces endurance. And that word endurance, a patient means to bear up under the pressure.
1: Right.
0: Oftentimes the pressure gets great and we try to bear up under that pressure on our own. But God is the one who gives us the grace to bear up under the pressure. And it says, if you're lacking wisdom, ask God. He will tell you what to do in the midst of a crisis. He'll give you wisdom and understanding. He'll give you grace and mercy. He'll give you peace and joy in the midst of the crisis. So even in the midst of the storm, the storm won't affect you.
1: Right. That is so good. And you know, I know some, some of our audience maybe are saying, you know, he said, count it all joy? How can you be joyous in a time like this? And you have said the key thing that when we go to God,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: God is more than what we think he can be to us. If we go to God, present our problems to him, to let him know where we're at, being transparent and open. I lost my job. Mm -hmm. I lost a loved one. God, it hurts, this hurts me. And once we're transparent and can go to God, then God says in his word that he will renew our strength.
0: Right.
1: He exactly. will supply all of our needs. Right. And you know, we have to first remember that we are spiritual beings. We've got, we got to remember that we're spiritual, spiritual beings because God is a spirit. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that can restore us, restore our spirit when we go to him. He's the one that can fill us and give us the strength that we need to endure this crisis. Mm-hmm. When we're going through these difficult times, that's why he said, come unto me, okay? Cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. I got everything that you are in need of for this journey, for this journey, but we first have to tap into that. And you know, I want to talk about how crisis can be two things to us. The crisis as being an opportunity. Yeah. It can present an opportunity of growth or it can be a danger mm-hmm. okay. to us. So let's mm-hmm. talk about that.
0: Yeah, because I mean, that's what I was kind of reflecting on. An opportunity can be dangerous because mm-hmm. I could have lost everything. I could have lost mm-hmm. a home and everything. But it was also, that, you know, the opportunity was there for, I mean there was danger there but there was an opportunity there to, to learn and to grow. And one thing I've learned about God in my time with Him and spending time with Him and coming to get to know God as your Father and coming to get to know God as Jennifer said, we can cast all our care on Him because He cares for us. What I was doing, you know, I, I saw the danger. I saw the possibilities. I saw the things that could have happened. And at first, it gripped me like a vice. Like, man, I could lose everything. I mm-hmm. could not, you know, be able to pay my house note. All of this stuff gripped me. But even in the midst of that, I still had to maintain a sense of sobriety. And at, in in uh, First Peter chapter five, when we were quoting by like, casting all your cares on Him, it goes on to say, "Be sober and be vigilant." And the word "sober" means to be unintoxicated. You know, it talks about alcoholic intoxication, but this is talking about don't be over consumed with the cares of the world or with the things that's going on on the outside. And it said, Be vigilant, be watchful. So we have to be so vigilant because it says that we have an adversary who comes against us. But what we want to do is the Bible says, when we submit ourselves to God, then we can resist the devil and he'll flee. So when we're going through a crisis and there is danger, our faith in God tells us that no matter what the danger is, our loving Heavenly Father is always there with us. And the good part about it, Jennifer, he mm-hmm. goes through the crisis with us. Yes. He says when we walk through the valley of the yes. shadow of death we don't feel no evil because he He's is with, with us. us. So when I knew God was with me, I knew then that no matter what, I couldn't fail. Mm-hmm. And that gave me the confidence and the boldness and the faith to work through that. And even when things seemed darkest at, at the darkest I. I would just go to Dad and tell him what was going on, that's right. and he would always give me a word of encouragement. Sometimes he would just say, I love you, yes. and that was all I needed yes. at that point just to get through. Sometimes he would send people into my life, but he was always there for me going through that crisis, and that's what enables us to get through any challenge and difficult is that we know that there's someone there with us that is greater than we are, and the greater one is on the inside of us.
1: Amen. Amen. And so. I like what you said. You have to know that God is with you. And that takes an act of faith, Mm -hmm. right, to know. Because God, he's moved by faith. Right. So if we don't have faith to believe that we can get through this and trust in God for our situation, Mm -hmm. no, we are not going to be able to make it if we don't trust and believe. Mm -hmm. Now, you can get to a point to where you coast through it and you're going through the depression, but you're still in depression. But when you... Bank on God, mm-hmm. trust in Him, have that faith that knowing that today I may be in this destitute place, mm-hmm. but tomorrow something is going to change. And it's our mindset. It's our mindset. We have to think and trust and believe. Mm-hmm. Now, when we dwell so much in the negative, we're going to see negative things, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to see negative things. But when we change our thought process and say, hey, I may be feeling in this place of loneliness right now, but God has told me in his word that he'll never leave me nor forsake me, that he's always there with me. So that means that I'm I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. In Psalms 23, he says he has goodness and mercy following us all the days of our life. Mm -hmm. That means I got somebody, you know, Uh, guarding and 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 um, making sure Mm -hmm. that things are going to work on my behalf Mm -hmm. as long as i keep that faith Mm -hmm. in father god because he's moved by that faith Mm -hmm. i can get up in the morning and say hey i'm not alone because i got goodness and mercy following me working for me god is working for us always right and we have to find that good thing when we're in the midst of crisis, that the things that we like to do, mm-hmm. the things that we uh, we love to do in life, mm-hmm. and and focus on those good things, yes. focus on the good things, change that that mindset, that negative thought process, and think on something good because he tells us in his word to think on those good things, right. the things that are lovely, the things that are truthful, mm-hmm. the things that are just. And, 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 and expound on those things so that we can change our way of living, change our perspective about right. life right. so we can move out of that place or step out of that hole that we may feel that we're in yeah. and move forward in knowing that our faith is making room for us. Mm-hmm. It's making room and pushing back the things that seem impossible right. to us. So keeping that faith, Mm -hmm. building that faith so that when you do go through that crisis, God is increasing your faith the more Mm -hmm. in him and saying, now I went through a crisis before. Now I know I can go through it again again. with a new perspective and saying that my hope Mm -hmm. and my trust is in him, not in what I see, but in him that he's given me the strength to be strong enough to get through this again.
0: A lot of people may be sitting here today and saying, "You, I hear what you're saying, but my experience has been so So devastating. devastating. I've been believing God. I've been studying the Word Mm of God. I've been praying to God, and things rather than seeming to get better, they may be seeming to get worse. Mm -hmm. And you may be feeling like you're tired. You may be feeling like giving up. You may be feeling like God doesn't hear you anymore, that God is not going to come through for you. That's the furthest thing from the truth." There's an old saying that says the darkest hour is just before dawn mm-hmm. When things get to the point where they seem so bleak that's when you want to grab hold of your faith and hold on. I remember the story of Joseph that counter of story of Joseph in the Bible and it talks about Joseph starting in, uh, in Genesis chapter 38 and 39 37 and 39 we're talking about Joseph Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers but the Bible says that but God was with Joseph. And Joseph was prospered even in the household of a slave master. So Joseph was sold into prison, I mean he was sold into slavery. He was thrown into prison because he was accused of trying to rape his master's wife. And then even in prison they forgot about him. But then Pharaoh had a dream. Joseph came out of prison, interpreted the dream, and Joseph became the second most powerful person in all of Egypt. And when a famine hit during that time, Joseph was able to deliver his father and his his brothers and the, all of their sons and daughters out of the famine and provided for them down in Egypt. But if he hadn't gone through the crisis, right. if he hadn't gone through those devastations, if he hadn't gone through the dislike that he experienced from his brothers and all of that, he mm-hmm. never lost sight of God was with him and it mm-hmm. enabled him to come through. So, When things get tough and things get dark and it looks like that you can't make it, here's what you have to do. You said, hey, I have to grab hold of God's word. And the Bible says, you know, faith without works is dead. But the Bible also says, with the heart man believes, with the mouth confession is made. You have to begin to speak life even in the midst of those dead situations. You have to speak light in the midst of darkness. So what you have to do is you confess the word and you decree and declare the word. Don't allow your situation or your circumstance to rob you of your conviction. Don't allow your condition to rob you of your position. You are seated in the heavenlies with Christ, Mm -hmm. and so you have authority in the earth over every situation and every circumstance. And so no matter what you're going through, you say, I'm not going to lose my faith. I'm going to continue to praise and believe and worship God because even if it dies, God has resurrection power, and he can raise things back up into your life.
1: Amen. Amen. And that's the key. You have to stay consistent with it. Yes and trusting and believing, keeping your faith build up in God, like you're saying, and standing in the Word of God, mm-hmm. but you have to stay consistent. Right. In order to come out of a situation, you have to con- continuously renew your mind on a daily basis. Right. Renew your mind by getting in the Word, like you're referring to, and not allowing these things to take over Right. Not to consume you to so. the point to where you're in that state of crisis, to where you want to die, to where you want to give up. You have to renew your mind yes. every day yeah. and rise up. so we're we're so grateful that you were able to tune in with us on this podcast. so we're we're so thankful that you uh, stayed in and, and listened in and with us. Um, we're ending our podcast at this moment right now. And hopefully you'll return and uh, in our next podcast. So we appreciate you so much. Thank you, Scott, for Thank all you, you contributed. <laughs> yeah. okay. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.